0: Uh, Hi, this is Alana Smith, and I'm hanging out with some people who really like stars and stripes in a circular shape. Greetings, Cap fans. Welcome to episode 94 of the Captain America comic book fans podcast. I'm your host, Rick Verbanis, and I'm joined by the best gosh darn co-host. That would be Mr. Bob Lucius. Hey, Bob. For though they may be parted, there is still a chance that they will see. There will be an answer. Let it be.
1: (laughs) You almost had me for a second, Rick. Almost. I was like, what the heck is Rick talking about? You know, I we were talking before the show that you're doing this fasting and you're in ketosis, you're a little (laughs) bit fatigued, maybe your cognitive. Capabilities of, and sl- i like he's gone off the deep end, folks. He's just <laughs>
0: he's
1: he's, just, he's 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 doing poetry slam. It's yeah, not a it's poetry right. slam
0: podcast. Uh, it's true. It is true. But uh, that song, "Let It Be," I thought that that was an appropriate uh, part of the song. For though they may be parted, there's still a chance that they will see. So I'm thinking of the story we're covering today, Uh which is Captain America 125, which takes place in Vietnam. And there is a doctor who has been uh, kidnapped and both sides of the of the war, the north side, the south side of Vietnam, feel it was the other side that did this. Mm -hmm. And they're parted, right? Right. Yeah. But there will come an answer, Bob, and they will see. Mm-hmm. Let it be.
1: Just, just let it be.
0: Yeah. Okay, the nice other to thing too, that. Bob, is do, do you know when uh, when the album Let It Be was released?
1: I can only guess, nineteen seventy.
0: Not only nineteen seventy, Bob, uh-huh. but the album was released in May of nineteen seventy, which just so happens to be the cover date of oh. Captain America one twenty five.
1: It's almost like this is all planned.
0: Almost. Almost. It's it's almost like one of us plans this out. (laughs)
1: Hey, there was a
0: comment today on Facebook. Oh, shall we get to that comment? (laughs) Shall we get to that comment? I think we should. So for those of you who are on our Facebook group, you really need to join it. It's Captain America, comic book fans. Just go on there. Um, It's easy to join. Just agree to the rules, please. That'll make life easier for all of us. But the uh, whenever we, we have a podcast that drops, which is every Wednesday, I post in the group uh, that the podcast is out. I give a little teaser what it's about. I give a link. And then uh, listeners have the opportunity to go in there and share their thoughts. And that happens every time. Every time our, our listeners, you know. Sometimes it's a little, sometimes it's it's a lot, but they go in and they give their thoughts. So if you're not part of the group and you you have thoughts you want to share with us, then uh, please join the group and and find those posts every Wednesday and and share your thoughts. So one guy, uh, Michael C Johnson, who actually is a a recent patron of the show. So shout out to Michael for uh, being a patron of the show. We appreciate you supporting us. But, yeah, this was for episode 89, which was uh, part two of that uh, top ten other Captain America retcons that, Bob, you worked really hard on.
1: I, I did put, I put a little effort into it. Yeah, that's, that's true. Well, you know, it's a labor of love, Rick, as you know,
0: right? Uh-huh. Yeah. You
1: know more than anybody.
0: So so Michael writes, and he, and he tags, he tags Bob. And he says I just heard this episode should be completely caught up by end of workday tomorrow and it was fantastic. You should head up episodes more often. Your enthusiasm and uh things you uncovered have ac- having actually done some research. And he put in parentheses and tags me. I think Rick will appreciate that comment. <laughs> this was a very fun and informative episode i especially enjoyed your uncovering of the details regarding clearing up of golden age continuity so that was kind of a backhand compliment right he's, he's right, talking yeah, to, right, right. He, he loved the episode and he, yeah. he wanted to give you some shout outs but he also points out that the fact that you know when you actually do some research yeah i i loved the comment because i'm like yeah yeah, let's get Bob to do more of this. Stuff. No, thank you. I like
1: being the uh, the color commentary folks. You have no idea how much work Rick does to bring these shows to you, and you know, and I, I man, I don't want to, I don't want to cramp his style, <laughs> take take him out of his groove. You know, I'm here for the color commentary, folks. I'm here for the enthusiasm.
0: <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> my feelings won't be hurt, Bob. <laughs> No, but thanks, Michael. We appreciate
1: that. We do. Yeah, that was a great comment. And I loved it, by the way, Rick. You know, I love doing the, the top 10 shows. And so I would encourage any listener out there, if you've got an idea for a top 10 show you'd like to hear, send it, a, send it our way. Because, you know, we're, we're open to, to suggestions from the listeners. We want to give you what you want.
0: Yeah, because we did, we did a, a, you know, a top 10 villains not named Red Skull. That was episode way back in episode nine. Uh, we talked about doing a few others, right? We talked about doing a a top 10 uh, partners, not named Bucky.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Uh, We talked about maybe doing top 10 creators, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. top, Mm -hmm. top 10 other things. So yeah, we would, we send us your ideas. Speaking of patrons, Bob, uh, we have a, another patron uh, who who joined back on June second? His name's Brian. I won't give out his last name, but Brian, um, uh, I did reach out to you because we need to get your address so that we can mail you your what would Cap do challenge coin. So so Brian, I messaged you on Facebook. Um, you can check that out, or you could just send me an email to capcomicfans at gmail dot com. So that's Cap comic fans, plural, at gmail.com. Um, and let me know your address and your last name. I don't want to give that out over the year, uh, just so we can make sure it is you. And we will make sure to send that out to you after you after your third month. Um, and for those who are wondering, what the heck is Rick talking about? Bob, do you want to explain the, the challenge coin?
1: Yeah, I'd love to, Rick. It's a very limited edition of 100 that is one zero zero challenge coins were produced and ever will be produced. And they're only available to patrons of the captain America comic book fans podcast. So on one side, you got cap shield on the other, you've got what would cap do in big bold letters. And then around the, the, uh, the edges of the coin, you have eight virtues of captain America.
0: That's nice. So, if you want more information on how you can uh, become a patron and get the coin, just go to our website, CaptainAmericaComicBookFans.com. dot com. So, Bob, hey, how was how was
1: your week? My, my week was great, Rick. Uh, but I'm more interested in your week because rumor has it you had the old hey, how you doing? <laughs> the old roto rooter.
0: So yes, that, yeah. How'd that yeah. come out? Well. Funny, you should ask Bob. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, I took your advice because back um, I don't know April, May when you had yours done, um, you know you had uh, you know made the recommendation you know for for men of a certain age and and so I did. I signed up for it. I got it. Uh, it was as past Friday. Uh, happy to report, clean bill of health, no nice. issues, everything's fine. Now. <laughs> I got a question for you, Mr. Lucius. Yeah. Yeah. Because when we had that weight challenge, uh-huh. right, uh, you magically lost five pounds. I did. Yeah. I want to know what the hell you're eating because I only lost two and a half.
1: Well, I you know, I was a little bit curious about your prep routine as well. Uh, because you was it actually
0: Muralex
1: that you were taking?
0: Let's, yeah yeah yes yes but i don't want to No, it's not gonna do <laughs> it but because that's not what i was on it was it was a couple days um uh-huh. it was a couple days of prep um uh-huh. you know uh an all liquid diet yeah all that uh-huh. fun right stuff. right yeah um and so yeah i only lost two and a half pounds so huh. i you know i thought you were like a vegan like what the hell is in your colon who knows in your intestines that yeah. you know i i don't think i think it's mostly
1: water weight rick I I think uh, you know a lot of that stuff sucks sucks water out of your body into your intestines.
0: Uh huh. True.
1: And so I think you know the more water weight you're carrying, the more likely you're you're so.
0: So you're just saying you're you're more hydrated than I was. I,
1: I think I probably uh, probably was. You know, I'm mm. carrying I'm 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 a little bit you know girthy. You know, so uh-huh. I think I have a little more. I carry a little more water around with me.
0: Uh, apparently. Yeah. apparently. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that.
1: Yeah, but uh, you're just, i mean, you—you you sent me a picture of your picture I did. of prep. Oh and yeah, I thought, <laughs> that's what I thought. I was like, my God, he's gone off the deep end. He's made a—he's made himself a picture of Kool Aid, and I bet there's vodka in there. Uh, I was like, that looks delicious. What's he complaining about?
0: Yeah, it was so. quite the elixir. <laughs> so, so my body is like gone through extremes right so i had the wedding and the honeymoon and really overdid it during the honeymoon right i made that very clear right right the seven and a half pounds i lost between january 1st and june 1st i gained every ounce of that back yeah during the honeymoon so that's an extreme then i go and i do the colonoscopy and i do you know the flushing and all that and now now bob I'm on this uh, with my wife. We're doing this five-day fast mimic diet, and I'm on end of day two, so my body's going into ketosis as we speak. Uh-huh. So uh, uh-huh. we'll see how much energy I have left to get us through this uh, this episode.
1: I know. I could like I see the life ebbing out of you.
0: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> fast right. mimic doesn't
1: sound fast enough to me
0: five days damn <laughs> i know i know trust, trust me i'm like i was like oh i got plans this weekend i'm like oh, i'm gonna take it easy this weekend yeah you are <laughs> oh boy yeah. all right so let's get to today's issue so bob we already said it's it's captain america 125 takes place uh in 1970 uh, this story Actually, sends Captain America to Vietnam, which is, I believe, the first time that he's been sent to Vietnam or goes visits Vietnam, and it is in the middle of the Vietnam War. Um, so maybe you could set the stage a little bit for the listeners of what was happening on on the U.S. on the global front uh, in in 1970
1: wow gosh that's uh that's a lot
0: you know i do i do want
1: to point out though Rick, i think he'd been one time before right didn't we cover a story in in tales of suspense where yes. he, he went on yes. a rescue mission and uh, uh what was, it was what a was, big
0: heavy general
1: right right the guy that looked like a sumu
0: yeah yeah you're right you're right yeah
1: yeah yeah so uh yes so lots going on um in Vietnam at the time. Now, of course, we've been in Vietnam for at this point for what, almost uh, see, 70, so a good, yeah, for a good five, six years, right? And this is, I think, uh, did I tell you, I, I used to live in Vietnam, Rick?
0: Right? Yes, you and did. So th- I don't think the, the listeners know that. Yeah, yeah, one of the one of the reasons
1: I was particularly interested in this story. So we had been you know in Vietnam for quite some time and, and we're right about at the pinnacle of, uh, of American involvement in Vietnam. Um, Nixon had, uh, you know, in, in, uh, in January of that year, had come out and said that the, our course was irreversible. Uh, we were we were dead set on uh, the South Vietnamese side prevailing against the North Vietnamese side. It had become entrenched, the Viet Cong, which were the, uh, uh, let's just say, the asymmetric guerrilla force affiliated with the North Vietnamese Army, though not officially, Um, They were everywhere. Uh, The North Vietnamese were at this point, I think, being uh, armed by both the Chinese and the Russians and had uh, built their supply line down the Ho Chi Minh Trail, increasing their presence throughout uh, the middle and southern part of Vietnam. So it was, you know, this was a tense time, right? This was we were locked in essentially a stalemate. Everybody knew this. And the war was very uh let's just say controversial uh back home domestically right walter cronkite would get on the tv every night and uh, give the news about what was going on in vietnam uh, and of course you know soldiers were dying left and right their bodies being re- returned home uh, and we didn't seem to be making much much of a dent in uh in pushing the south vietnamese up past uh the parallel so this is the context of you know the story and you know folks had uh, had complained uh Uh, for the previous years in the wrap with cap letters section about cap not being involved in vietnam some folks desperately wanted to see him involved in vietnam other heroes had been involved in vietnam of course iron man right tony stark had been there um but cap had not gone over to vietnam and people thought that was strange right he should be fighting for the american side in vietnam and so how is marvel going to deal with this that was the question of the day
0: yeah and so here's this story, um, you know, much to the, the pressure, I think Marvel was feeling. So, yeah, great recap on that. Um, so we'll get into that. Uh, you know, one of the things that we want to also keep in mind is as we're going through this issue, um, at the end, we're going to give our thoughts on what is uh, our favorite panel. What do we feel is T-shirt worthy Right, so that could be a panel, that could be a page a cover, a quote, uh, and what do we want to put in the time capsule? What do we feel is going to capture this period of Captain America? So we'll we'll talk about that as we go through. Um, so the creative team uh, for this, we've had uh, as for quite some time on on the book, we've had um, Stan Lee as the writer of course um and then also we have as uh the penciler gene colon now gene colon um had he he's been on the book for a while um so at this point he's still maybe like you know seven or eight issues into his his run um he ended up doing the uh he was the the artist issues 116 through 137 so it's a nice 22 issue run there um, and then he came back and he did a few others he did issue 256 there was an anniversary issue of 601 and then uh, he also did annual five so he uh, but he he had a nice run back in this time period um, but let's not forget bob in 1950 he actually did captain america weird tales number 75
1: i did not know that rick
0: yeah. So he's uh he's been uh, around. He knows Cap and he has a he has a style about him, right? Like a um it's a very moody style, I would say. You know, he's he's he was he had long runs on Daredevil and um some other, you know, supernatural stories as well. Um so he's he's got a he's got a, a mood about him. So it's an interesting style. Mm-hmm
1: that's a nice way to describe it i
0: you know i i couldn't
1: quite put my finger on it but that is exactly uh the vibe that i get
0: yeah i mean you know when he was um gosh what else was he well known for um Dracula. that's the one i was thinking of all right yeah yeah you know it was a very eerie type of thing Mm -hmm. um and uh he, he did some howard the duck too so um yeah, he, he's 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 a fantastic iconic artist, and and has a in this issue uh, an iconic inker um, with uh, Joe Sinnott. So Joe Sinnott's been uh, inks him in this issue, uh, and letterer is Sam Rosen, and then uh, Stan Lee is uh, not only the writer but he's also the editor. Now on the cover, uh, the cover is, has been done by. Um, marie severin now she has done a lot of captain america covers but this one bob um is interesting cover and for a couple of reasons um so you have uh a captain america appearing to be unconscious or um at least subdued uh being carried into like a like a, a a jail cell of a war camp um, and you see um, these soldiers holding him on either arm as he's kind of limp. And it says, "Within the castle waits the captive," featuring the surprise villain of the year and a starburst. Um, the uh, the logo, the Captain America logo, has red, white, and blue, but it's weird. It the colors are different, Bob. Mm-hmm. So it has white at the top, blue in the center, red at the bottom.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not an ordering that we're familiar with.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is a little weird. Um, you do have the the Jack Kirby uh, cap logo in the corner, and him holding up the shield. Uh, and it and fifteen cents, fifteen cents gets you this comic back then. Good price. Yeah, but the the interesting part to me about this is this was not the original cover that Marie Severin did. Did you know that? I didn't. I didn't read. Yeah, so there is a another cover um that was originally done and it is cap on a hill in Vietnam in the jungle and he's charging and he's got um Vietnam soldiers all around him around his feet jumping behind him with a dagger or trying to hit him with the butt of a gun uh jumping at him firing at him and he's just charging away and the bottom of it says captured in Vietnam. But this, this cover was never published. And, um, it was some people think it maybe, you know, uh, the editor, you know, maybe it was, you know, I guess at this point, Stan Lee decided, you know, maybe just the cover wasn't as good looking, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but, it was probably more because Vietnam was so controversial, as you mentioned. Right. And so the cover they end up going with is doesn't mention Vietnam at all.
1: Yeah, I think that was, uh, you know, it's interesting that you, 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 you raise that, um, because I do think there was likely a concerted effort to make it very indistinct. Like, so, for example, in this uh, And this, the the cover that was printed, you know, it's not very clear who is capturing Cap. And that becomes abundantly clear later in the story who, in fact, captured Cap. And so I think, you know, trying to stay away from the implication that it was, you know, whether it was the North Vietnamese or the South Vietnamese, just sort of divorcing the cover entirely from that sort of speculation was a very, you know, a commercially and politically astute move by the editors.
0: Yeah, similar to what they did with with uh, Black Panther, right? right? When they they changed it uh, and took the word black out and just said, you know, mm-hmm. Cap battling the you know versus the Panther, because um, Black Panthers were a uh, a militant group that were pretty controversial at the time. So right, yeah, yep. You know, at the end of the day, they're trying to sell sell funny books, right? right. So you know, um, they'll take that off the cover. One more interesting thing I got to say about this cover, Bob.
1: This episode is brought to you by Visit
0: Williamsburg.
1: In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want?
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. This cover, this the unpublished cover, is actually owned by a member of our Facebook group. You're kidding me. Yeah, Harry.
1: Harry, Harry. if you listen. Yeah, yeah. oh Harry, my
0: gosh. Harry owns a lot of Captain America art and uh this is one of them he owns the uh, unpublished cover wow really cool he's shared it in the group before uh and maybe after hearing this he'll do it again so uh, that's really cool too all right and here's a solicitation they wrote for this book back in 1970 it had to happen our red white and blue avenger finally battles in vietnam but not the way you expect and watch for the surprise villain
1: I've been I've been I've been looking forward all week to hearing you voice uh, Steve Rogers lines uh, from the beginning of this uh, this book.
0: So on the uh, splash page, the title to this one is.
1: Captured in Vietnam. That's
0: right. It's Captain America, living legend of World War II, And so here's Cap with a shirt off, throwing his top of his uniform and his mask in his apartment and he looks angry and he's got his shield in his hand and he's just kind of having a temper tantrum here. And he says, I've got to get involved. I need some action fast, anything to make me forget about Sharon. And so he's sitting there on his bed and he's moping and he's basically talking about how ever since they broke up, uh, he's, he's been like in a trance and I'm not going to go through this panel by panel, Bob. So oh, you come on. Me, you, you, you owe it sh-
1: to the fans. Really? I, well, I want to hear this, Rick.
0: You want to hear this page?
1: Oh uh, yeah. I want to hear, I want to hear this page and then I, I want to hear this page and the next page.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. We all do. So he, he's sitting there on his bed, moping and his shield's laying there and he, he's He's just hunched over. Ever since we broke up, I've been like a man in a trance. The more I try to forget her, the more she's with me every hour, every minute. A thousand times a day, I want to phone her to rush to her side. But I mustn't. Not after she'd lied to me. Not when I know I could never trust her again. If I had a job or friends or any sort of social life, maybe I could take the loss. But the life I lead, the loneliness, gives me too much to time to think, to remember. And there's a little image of Sharon in Cap's head. I want to stop here and just point out um, the style of uh, Jean's art here. Like this second panel is really well done. It's mm-hmm. coming from below. And he's got his hands clasped in front of his face. So you only see from his nose up. But the eyes, the eyes are, are bereft with just, uh, you know, a sadness. Mm-hmm. And there's shadow as well. I, I, I don't know. When I saw that, I was like, wow, that's a master at work right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah in that in that imagining of of sharing in his mind right mm-hmm. with her her back to him but her sort of coyly looking over her right shoulder you know with her body mm-hmm. ever so slightly turned you know uh uh that's it's very well done
0: yeah and it's a classic 60s pose too mm-hmm. when i see that you know right like i could just see like a an advertisement or a movie poster with a, with a woman in that pose um and i'll say this for for gene i i never really was a big fan of his work but i am really impressed by his his storytelling he is a master storyteller next page wherever i look i seem to see her even in the silence i hear her voice as though she's calling me i've got to stop must snap out of it before i crack It's it's time for the six o'clock news. Maybe that'll help me get my mind off Sharon. How can my own problems seem so big when the whole world's in such a mess? And then he's adjusting the rabbit ears on the TV as he turns on the black and white set. And like Bob pointed out before on the news, there's Walter Cronkite. It has just been learned that Dr. Robert Hoskins is missing in vietnam so he goes to the next page and uh dr hoskins the peacemaker it can't be wait a minute dr robert hoskins i loved him and roger who framed roger Rabbit. (laughs) right bob hoskins
1: bob hoskins yeah same guy yeah yeah yeah, get out of medicine
0: okay uh and so he goes on to explain that you know he this is just a peaceful doctor he, he wants to help the sick the wounded on both sides um and so he he, he immediately he was like i got this is what i gotta do so he he's putting on his clothes and i love this fourth panel bob mm-hmm. have you ever seen a comic book that had someone putting on his trench coat <laughs> in 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 not in a neat way but in right. a realistic human way where he's right. putting it on you shuffle and it on and he's he's shrugging his shoulders yeah. and, and lifting his arms to, to get it over the rest of his clothes because it yeah, in a rush right yeah I love that panel I do yeah with this briefcase he's all businessman like
1: yeah right I believe that's an attache case oh ah,
0: yeah okay all right so he uh, he decides he the needs clearance from the State Department. Um, and so he he whips out his Avengers ID uh, because he doesn't want to use his shield ID because that would only remind him of Sharon. <laughs> hey, Bob, hey, Bob, do me a favor. Yeah. Don't think of a pink elephant.
1: Right, right,
0: right. Okay, like, if you yeah. keep saying that's yeah. only going to remind me of Sharon. Yeah then his mind's going to keep thinking of Sharon. right now here's something interesting about that avengers id card bob it's cut off but it says this is to something right Uh can you read the card
1: well it just says identification card this is to cut off steve presumably rogers right and then it says, as a, I think it says as a member in probably a good standing, fully entitled, blah, blah, blah.
0: Right. Typical Avengers. Yeah. Idea. yeah. But the interesting part to me is that it has his name on there. Uh-huh. I thought like a year or two ago, like his secret identity was was back and that Steve Rogers was supposed to be like a false identity and. Right? Didn't they right. do that in the pages yeah. of Captain America? Right. Right. And yet he's going around with a with a card that has his name on it.
1: It's a good point. Maybe they uh maybe they don't associate Steve. Maybe he they just think he's an Avengers uh, you know, staffer. Maybe, you
0: know. So he's there at the State Department and he explains his case and just says that he wants to go and try to rescue Dr. Hoskins. So they said, "Hey, uh sure, go for it. I mean, the odds are going to be against you, but we'll we'll get you there." So then he gets on a uh uh a B52. It's a military plane there. It's a very
1: large military plane at that.
0: Yeah. yeah. And the pilot gets him on uh, over there. He grabs a little nap on the way. Uh some interesting perspectives Again, from from Gene here, a lot of angles up and angles down. He doesn't give uh, uh, too many straight-on panels. So then we cut to Vietnam, and we see there's propaganda going on, and and people are riling up uh, the troops um, and it's saying we must avenge the loss of the saintly Doctor Hoskins. The enemy must pay for what he has done. and so everybody kind of gets riled up, and then the other camp says the same thing. and next thing you know, the battle continues to rage and it gets worse and worse. So as the as the, the battle ensues, right um, both sides here are are just it says each side fighting with renewed vigor, renewed fanaticism, inflamed by a single symbol, the missing dr hoskins and then we get to see cap and uh it says but suddenly silently a new colorfully garbed battle-weary figure enters the fray and he's kind of hiding in the jungle watching this and he's no trace of hoskins yet nothing but the senseless sound of battle and the endless toll of injury and death Hoskins' fate has acted like a spark, igniting a spent and suffering land. But what if he should be alive? What if, by some miracle, I should find him? And then he starts getting shot at, and uh, he's going for cover. Um, and he sees that there's a sniper in the tree, and he takes him out with his shield. Um, and he, it's funny, he says, I hope I gave my shield enough of a boomerang twist. It won't be safe to go searching for it out there. And it does, it comes back to him uh and so he's getting fired on but he he basically uh starts running through the jungle to try to uh, escape um and he says you know um i i came to find dr hoskins right and not i'm not going to be here to fight a one-man war Uh, but he is caught between the crossfire as he's running through the jungle uh trying to escape Uh, he does go into a trench um to he kind of dives in there to to try to he says it's dark enough to conceal him and he goes by and, and um, the soldiers pass by. And Cap thinks to himself, it was a mistake to wear my costume. It stands out like a beacon here. But it's too late to change that now. I still got a job to do. This is the area in which Dr. Hoskins was last seen. Somewhere, somehow, there must be a clue to his fate. And if there is, I've got to find it. So he climbs his way out of the the, the, uh, the trench um, so he's just kind of, uh, going through, but it's interesting. He does point out that, you know, um, he doesn't know the terrain so that, you know, that's a, that's an issue. Um, but you know, cap being, uh, a man of honor and being brave says, you know, maybe if I knew what lie ahead, I'd be tempted to turn back, but I'm just going to keep going. So he sees a, a wire and he pretends to not see it. So that way, maybe it will um, uh, flush out the enemy, and it does. And they uh, they come out and they they attack them. But Bob, they don't look like the enemies that we just saw firing at each other.
1: No, you're right. They uh, and, and you know they they do a great job. Inger does a great job here, right? Because uh, I don't I don't know if it was intentional. But although the uniforms, they look almost exactly alike, right, down to the footwear, uh, the colors are such that, you know, you can't really tell. Is this the Viet Cong? Is this the South Vietnamese regulars? You know, you, I mean, you can maybe speculate, but but there's no real clue there to clue you in on which side it actually is.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, but even Cap notices that the, the uniforms are different. And so um, he says, I, I don't. They don't seem to belong to the North or the South Vietnamese. What does it mean? Who can they be? There's only one way to find out. No matter what the risk, no matter the consequence, I've got to let them capture me. And then Gene Cullen has a nice um, close-up on, on Cap's face, and he looks very, very determined. And so he he lets them uh, nail him in the back of the head with the butt of a rifle. And so they they take him uh and and carry him off to quote unquote the master
1: i love this i love this panel though rick where they're they've sort of like uh you know a guy up front has cap's feet his legs uh, another's behind him he's got his shoulders and they're carrying his slumped unconscious form you see it in a silhouette but he's still holding onto to his shield
0: yeah right yeah, <laughs> yeah like when when would they learn bob i know right they <laughs> uh so they're going to a castle a castle in the middle of the jungle uh, Bob, you've been to Vietnam. How many castles are, are there in the middle of the jungle?
1: You know, I haven't seen any, Rick. But,
0: you know, I only went
1: to, I, I went to something like 58 of the 64 provinces. So I might have missed some.
0: some. Oh, okay. Only 58. Yeah. So oh, Okay. Yeah. And then, and then, Bob, we see who the surprise villain that they, they talked about on the cover. And it's the Mandarin. Dun, dun,
1: dun. They did say it would be a surprise villain.
0: So interesting enough, Bob, this is, uh, I'm looking at the, This is the 22nd appearance of the Mandarin, right? He, I mean, he
1: was frequently used back in the Silver Age, right? I mean, yeah.
0: I mean, he was in Tales of Suspense battling Iron Man probably like, you know, a dozen times. Right. Um, he did make an appearance in, in, in early Avengers. I think it was uh, issue 20. Um, he was in the first annual he, he he did make a couple of appearances in um incredible hulk uh before this so um but i think this is i mean this is this is obviously the first time he was in uh the pages of the this, the title captain america
1: right right
0: and he says so captain america has fallen to the forces of the mandarin can it be that they accursed Avengers half a world away are privy to my plan? And then maybe can you describe uh, the Mandarin's uh, costume? I'm not going to say uniform because that's a costume.
1: So the Mandarin, right? I mean, the classic look of the Mandarin, he's got uh, sort of a green cowl with a purple, almost looks like the original Hawkeye mask, right? It's got the points sure. on it, right? He's got mm-hmm. that going on. He's got a green cloak with purple trim with this really high collar, right? I mean, the collar comes up almost to his ears. So it's like a real Ming the Merciless look. Totally. Yeah. And of course, on his fingers, he has his, his sacred rings.
0: Mm-hmm yeah i think he has 10 rings right 10, he has, ten rings yeah. right on the thumbs too i believe yeah. and then he has the the stereotypical long fingers with the long fingernails you know uh that was a a trope i would like you know basically of of an asian villain back then
1: but you know it it is rooted in history right because the mandarins of of uh china and uh, and vietnam and uh uh, that part of Asia uh, didn't do manual labor. They were intellectuals. They were scholars. And so to grow their fingernails long was a, a, a demonstration that they did not have to work in the fields like, um, you know, the the laborers and the tradesmen. So it is,
0: it is rooted in history. Interesting, Bob. I did not know that. Thank you yeah. uh, for for pointing that out yeah i also went to high school with a guy who did
1: not uh, cut his fingernails let them grow super long because he played the acoustic guitar and he thought it made him really he didn't have to use a pick you know i thought it was there was
0: super creepy but yeah. yeah but yeah there comes a point <laughs> i think it like it comes a point and it, it doesn't take very long no 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 it doesn't for, for it to become creepy yeah 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 yeah,
1: yeah. zero dates
0: what you didn't like whip out the the guitar like uh like i give you back
1: massage after dinner yeah no
0: yeah yikes uh so they bring captain america uh in front of the mandarin and he he uh he's like oh the mandarin then it was you who quite correct doomed one tis i who have captured your dr hoskins So it was him behind it the whole time, Bob.
1: Still Mandarin like.
0: And then he explains himself, just very very much a villain like, right? He has to like just get into some soliloquy on on why. uh, Uh, And he says, uh, For I wish to have no peace in Asia until the East and West have destroyed each other. And then it is the Mandarin who will come forth to rule those who survive the Holocaust. And Cap stops playing possum. And he says, that's what I had to know. And then he, he starts hitting people with, by the way, he has a shield still. Still so has
1: it? Yeah. They think there would be some sort of, I don't know, a website or something. Best practices. Right. We're dealing with heroes, right? Where yeah. people would just pass take,
0: on. Take their weapon away.
1: Yeah. Lessons learned sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Um, so they start coming after him. And there's a really interesting panel here. Um, where a guy throws a spear, and it goes through the top of Cap's um, swashbuckler boot, and pins him to the ground. But but Jean drew this in a way um, where it's it's Cap uh, in in his full body leaning forward, uh, dodging the spear. But then it goes through his boot, and then Jean puts a uh, a break between um the middle to create two panels this one image is two panels to show the motion Mm -hmm. of of what's happening here so i think that that's that was kind of cool yeah point
1: of contention rick are they swashbuckler boots or buccaneer boots i'm always confused by the the differentiation between the two
0: you know that's a great question bob and uh (laughs) uh, you know my answer is i don't care (laughs) You could call it whatever yeah. you want yeah, to call I'm going it. Up. You
1: know, I'm going on the Facebook site tonight. I'm, I'm going to post that question.
0: You are. <laughs> uh, you totally are. I know you are. Yeah. And we'll have answers. Yes, we, we will have people and they'll be, oh, well, we have, you know, it's totally a, uh, a Buccaneers boot. Yeah. And, and, and I can see it now. I can see it now, right? Like Jesse Simon will come on and talk about, Uh, You know his his grandpa Joe, and probably show a picture of of and and will say like a little arrow, yep, uh, Buccaneer boot or whatever. Exactly right. Joe wrote on (laughs) that piece of paper, and then that that will be the answer.
1: Hopefully, this will settle it. Yes,
0: yes. So uh, he's getting attacked, and um, the next panel, uh, Cap takes the the spear that is stuck into the ground and his boot and he pulls it back and hits the guy and it makes a noise bob and i i think that's like the wrong sound that that they should have put i mean like i don't know what you hear in your head when i see a pole flip like that but it's almost like a (laughs) that was perfect yeah right (laughs) and then you, you expect to hear you know like little birds chirping around the guy's head you know he's gotten hit um so uh he's he's again uh fighting off um all the different ones coming at him and then and then mandarin's had enough i had envisioned a more leisurely doom for you but instead you forced the mandarin to use his mystic power rings and cap all of a sudden puts up his shield um, and the rays are blocked but they're pretty powerful you can tell by the way this has been colored and inked um, but Cap's like I, he can't stand still so he goes and he um, jumps on uh, I don't know Bob what is that a, a drape
1: it looks like yeah a curtain a drape
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. and then he's uh, swinging up to a um, oh yeah it even says it if i can swing up on this drape and hurl it open okay um and then he he goes up there and gets behind uh he cracks open a uh some sort of window that has a grate on it and he goes through and, and again I, I love gene's point of view he he makes some really good angles um, but he gets there and then coming up are flames so he did it in just just the nick of time um but the his whole chamber the mandarin's chamber is on fire now and I love this panel, this next one, where the Mandarin is there and he's putting his hands up uh, to, to cloak himself from the flames that are all around him. And he says, by the shrine of my ancestors, he has escaped, but the Mandarin's wrath shall follow no matter where he flees. And he, and he shakes his fist up to the, the, the ceiling where Cap fled to so cap's on this other level now and he's walking down a corridor and he sees a steel door and he's like well what other purpose except to hold a prisoner have i found what i came for and he asks you know dr ostens and and the guy he's like well who is this and he's like save your strength back away from the door i have this barrel of gunpowder that i'm going to lay right in front of the door what is this, Donkey Kong?
1: <laughs> and I don't right? Oh, oh, just a barrel of gunpowder. That seems dangerous, you know. From a risk strategy, risk mitigation, you know. Yeah, somebody should have been in facilities management and said, you know, don't don't put this barrel of gunpowder just laying
0: around. So it blows up, blows the door, and uh, but but the Mandarin made his way up there, and uh, he says, "Fools." did you think escape would be so simple? And uh, he starts firing, but cap gets in front of Dr. Hoskins and puts his shield up. And he says, "Uh, now if I can tilt my shield at just the right angle to bounce those rays back towards the drawbridge chain. And I didn't know they're on a drawbridge, Bob. I thought they were somewhere else, but all of a sudden it's a drawbridge over a moat. And, um, it snaps it. And what happens to the Mandarin? He, he tumbles. He tumbles,
1: man. He tumbles right off.
0: Yeah. Grab my neck, Doc, and hang on. We're not going to get a second chance. You, you did it. You leaped across the chasm. But what about the Mandarin? Even if he survives this plunge, his plan is crushed. Then, after an all-night trek... Dr. Hoskins is safe again, and Cap's job is finished. Now that both sides realize they were duped by the Mandarin, they can face each other at the peace table again. And then we cut to him back in his trench coat, and this time it's raining, and he's walking to that uh, B-52. As for me, I have nothing to face but tomorrow, and all the tomorrows to come, with nothing but loneliness and strife and the knowledge that one day even Captain America must surely face defeat. The end. All right, Bob. Uh, I don't like the ending. I, what's up with that time period? Like, why, is, why does it always have to be like this melodramatic? Uh, I know, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, he just saved the day and everything's great. One panel later, one day I'm going to die. <laughs>
1: And I miss Sharon. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Right. Yeah, I know. You know, we forget something. I mean, you know, we talked about this in the, uh, the top 10 other retcons, right. About Sharon. And like, it was almost a, it was almost a blessing that Sharon was, you know, temporarily sidelined. I was going to say killed off temporarily sidelined for a bit and allowing the writers to reset that character because, I mean for just years it was just this right I mean just mm-hmm. the, the tension between those two I mean like get a room sort <laughs> you know I mean it was just and, and, and I don't know what it was the it was the times I guess right they're writing for a certain audience a certain age group and uh, and so things had to be very simple um, and right. you know and I think a lot of teenagers let's face it, a lot of teenagers have that angst, right? They have that unrequited love or that lost love, the most Mm -hmm. important love in their lives, right? That first love, second love, high school, whatever. And I think that sort of writing really resonated with an audience that's understood that pain. And maybe that's why the writers spent so much time with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, Stan Lee has been on record many times talking about how it was important that Marvel's characters had real life problems, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't just uh, these heroic adventures, and that, and that, and, and 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 listen, they nailed it, right? I mean, that's why Marvel became so popular, you know, with Peter Parker's problems and the X Men's problems and and so on. So, um, yeah, I mean. We look back at it now, and it seems a, a bit, uh, but it, it, you know, it it had an audience back then, and it, and it created a, a huge demand for Marvel Comics.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, Bob, I can't remember we, when we covered last episode, Captain America Sentinel of Liberty number one. When we went through the uh, the you know the panel, the t shirt worthy, and the time mm-hmm. capsule, who went first? I did okay so it's my turn to go first. it is all right um all right so panel my favorite panel Mm -hmm. uh it's gonna be kind of a little kooky little kooky bob a a cookie panel Uh uh-huh i'm going with page four okay uh and i'm going with uh the the fourth panel and that's the one where Steve putting on the overcoat. <laughs> ah,
1: yes. Shrugging the shoulders yeah. in the coat, right?
0: Like, I've never seen that in a comic. I don't think I've, there's been one before and there probably hasn't been one since of a realistic version of a character shrugging on a trench coat. Because, you know, when you have like a, a sport coat on and then you go to put the trench coat over top of that, it, it is hard. It's not like slipping on a coat, yeah. so you have to like give that extra oomph, and it's just a really interesting choice by uh, by Gene Colon. By Gene Colon here, yeah. Uh, and I I don't know. That's that's my panel. All
1: right, that's a good panel. That's a good panel. I'm gonna go a couple of pages prior to that, Rick. Page two. Mm. I love that that headshot of of Steve with his, with his hand on his chin and he's looking off into the distance and over his back, you see that he's imagining Sharon. It's got Sharon in that very mm-hmm. coquettish looking over her shoulder, uh, you know, real pensive look, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's so. 1970. So, yeah. So soap so opera-y if that's a word, oh, 1970s, yeah. you know, young love romance comic you know it's got a real that feel to it and uh-huh. I, I, I love that panel
0: yeah no it, it, it's that's a great panel too i like that all right good choice um all right so for t-shirt worthy now you go first all right all right what, what do you think is t-shirt worthy
1: all right i'm gonna go
0: page 10 rick
1: that that big panel at the top of the page with cap with his shield up in front of him running into a hail of gunfire nice i like that i like that i think that would look great on a t-shirt. just that panel
0: or the whole shirt? Just,
1: just that panel and in fact i would say you could almost take out some of the background and just have cap mm. you know uh with with no background with just that shield with the bullets coming his way i think would be make a great t-shirt
0: all right all right and I, I i had i had thought of that one i did think of that one um i'm gonna go with i guess in the comics would be page 17 so i want to do two panels so i want to do the mandarin putting his hands up saying by the shrine of my ancestors he has escaped and then with the flames all around him and then the next panel he's got his fist and he's pumping it at the at the at the sky and he's like but the mandarin's wrath shall follow no matter where he flees i i'm picking this i know it's a little off off the the beaten Mm -hmm. path but i'm picking this because i don't think the mandarin gets on t-shirts too often that's true and to see him um losing right right uh and is is kind of cool i yeah. think the flames are cool and i think the colors you know the purple and the green and the yellow i think would really pop on yeah. the t-shirt
1: yeah all right i like that i like that all right so the last thing we have i think rick is our time capsule all
0: so right i'm glad cool. i'm going first here because i think right. i'm gonna well, stay yours.
1: all right maybe maybe
0: not all right i'm going with page three okay Uh, And I'm I'm just saying this whole page, this whole page three, because you got Steve there on the the black and white TV set, putting up the rabbit ears. Uh Right.
1: Yeah, that
0: is that is totally a, you know, a time period like it pits this. uh, And then Walter Cronkite, you got Walter Cronkite uh talking to uh the evening news yeah. so that certainly is a time period that is you know you 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 look at that and you go okay i know i'm not in 1985 right. i'm not in 1999 uh, i'm not in 2010 this is totally a late 60s early 70s uh thing so i think that's going to go in the time all right. capsule all
1: right all right that's a good one that's a good one rick
0: how about you i'm going to go with page
1: five and right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, you know, we've talked, we talked about this briefly. Do you remember when we, uh, we covered, I can't remember what issue it was. Uh, what issue was, was it, it was when, Oh, it was the, the cap and black Panther. Right. And, mm-hmm. and sharing uh, in her disguise as Irma cruel. Do you remember that?
0: Oh yes. Yes. And, and she, she was carrying and, and yeah, glasses she, on.
1: She had her little attache case, right. With yeah. her radio and weapons and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Steve has an attache case in the, uh, the third panel of, uh, of page five, mm-hmm. uh, right? And he, he's got his uh, his thought bubble says that he's got his costume and mask inside. Now, I don't know about you, Rick. I, mm-hmm. I, I carry stuff to my office. I carry stuff to the classroom.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: have a satchel. It's made out of a recycled tarpaulin truck tarp from like Brazil or something, you know, I used hmm. to have a, a leather one, a wax leather one, very, you know, fancy one. But, you know, I, I gave up leather and stuff and I gave that away years ago. So I have this tarp one. But there was a time um, that men carried attache cases. And in fact, I still have my dad's.
0: No kidding. Because guess yeah. what? Well, I have my dad's.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That was big.
0: He called it a briefcase.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. But prior to I mean, I think that was a a more recent term prior to that. It was called an attache case because. It came from attaches, uh, diplomatic attaches, uh, more specifically, would carry uh, official papers in the attache case. And then it just sort of took off and became more popularized in the business world and became a briefcase. But so attache case.
0: people carried their briefs?
1: Right. They carried their, apparently, you know, cap. Uh, Steve does here, right? And so, uh, but people don't really—I don't know if they carry those anymore, uh, like yeah. they used to. Back in yeah. the '70s, back in the Mad Men era, you know, mm-hmm. th- that was all the thing. And so, when I look at this page and I see Steve, you know, today, what would what would Steve carry his uniform and uh, mask in? He'd probably carry it in a backpack, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. If he wasn't totally. wearing it underneath. Yeah. Right.
1: But he carried in a backpack or a sea bag, or, you know, a duffel bag or something like that. But certainly not an attache case that went along with his London fog trench coat.
0: Right. And my Two, dad had a London fog trench as coat, did mine. I right? still have. And I, I have, have mine. <laughs> uh, right? So yeah, there was a time capsule moment. Right. Totally. I agree. I agree. Um, you know, I was using my dad's uh, briefcase, I would say, up until 2002. Okay. Yeah. I was working at the, an agency, and I—I'm I, pretty sure I was bringing the, the briefcase in every day. Yeah. And uh, have my stuff in there. Yeah. Um, and uh, and he hasn't had his initials on. Yeah. It, All right. uh, on on the briefcase. So nice. It was probably like samsonite or something. Samsonite,
1: absolutely, right? right. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's too How much. Cool
1: is that? Yeah.
0: All right. Well, Bob, uh, talk about. Talk about uh, some fun. Like I am so looking forward to next episode because we have um, for our guests to be on the show. Um, next episode, which is going to be episode 95. and It'll come out the first Wednesday in August because you know, we try to do the first Wednesday every month. We, we try to have guests and we've been pretty successful up to, to this point. Um, we have John Sewell. Seth Talley and Doug Hogan now for those of you you might say John Sewell why is that name familiar well he's been on the show a few times he has done the voice of uh like he's called in as the Red Skull he's called in as Batroc um me every time uh, yeah. yeah and and all three of these guys um have been Done some work in in the industry, whether writing or whether drawing. They've all been, worked on some independent comics, um, so we could certainly talk to them about that. But that's not why I, I'm looking forward to them because these three guys are very good friends of mine. Um, back when I had my comic book store in Atlanta, uh, John and Doug were two of my my best customers, and Seth was. I could say it now. It's been a while. My favorite employee, okay, <laughs> uh, and we've become friends during when I had the store, and then uh, after, obviously. So they're going to come on, and they're going to talk about their love for Captain America, but also they'll probably have a few embarrassing stories about me uh, at the time when when I had my store.
1: Yeah, I can't. I can't wait for this episode. I can't wait to to have a conversation with those. It's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. So make sure you come back that uh, next week. For episode ninety-five, uh, all right, Bob. Um, hey, as always, it's been fun wrapping cap with you. Let's do it again. How about next week, Rick? Sounds good, Bob. All right, all right. He's Bob Lucius. I'm Rick Verbanus, and you've been listening to another episode of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. <laughs>